The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Seminar, a course or subject of study for advanced graduate students. An act of conferring or consulting together. Episode 41, The Subtleties of Subterfuge. Have you reprogrammed 29 yet? No. Why not? I told him not to. I suspect you have a rebel in your midst, an infiltrator, and I am hoping that it will lead us to him. Then we will use the Omega Vial on it. If by it you mean 29, you cannot use her for such an appalling... The vial is not ready... Silence! Do not forget your place, Dr. Smith. You are, after all, expendable. Of course, sir. My apologies. Take the next left. How much further? Fifteen feet, then to your right. Got it. Oh, hell. What is it? Shh. Hey, you! You're not supposed to be back here! Trank him! Go, go, go. Turn right. You're looking for a panel on your left. All right. Mark one, you're in. So, watch carefully as we examine this com- 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 as we- as we examine good and evil in the burrower. Some people have trouble with exceptional minds. When they encounter a truly exceptional mind, they do everything they can to make the exceptional person miserable. I don't know why, I mean, aside from the fact that they're not that smart. But I've got news for you. It didn't work on me. I'm doing great. Who am I? Frank Jones. And it all started in my boss's office in Hugeopolis. Well, it really started a long, long time ago. But I've simplified the story to reach a broader audience. That means you. Susan, if this is about those CEF-47s, I've told everybody a million times that we have the different folders there for a reason. It's not about that, Frank. It's bigger. Uh, what are those breadsticks saying I did now? Nobody said... Look, Frank, I've got some really bad news. Somebody has embezzled money from the company. (laughs) You're firing me? Please don't joke, Frank. How am I going to get another job if I get fired? I'm not... Firing you, Frank. We know it wasn't your fault. Not my f- uh, Right, right, right. Of course not. So, how much did he get? Millions. Hundreds of millions. What? That's stupid. It's awful. We're holding a staff meeting about it tomorrow. What Brad Muffin embezzles so much his company goes under? How do you know the company's going under? I'm an accountant. When you said hundreds of millions, well, I know the company doesn't have that much. Please keep quiet about it until the staff meeting tomorrow. The company will let everyone know where we stand. But I didn't go to the meeting. That meeting was for losers, like the loafer ruined the company. I'd been embezzling for years. I had a plan to siphon the accounts for the next 20 years. Oh, I was careful. I burrowed so deep into the accounts they never came after me. Even after the audit to catch the stupid guy. Yeah, 
I'm that good. But life's not fair. Ever notice that? Because of some cupcake who got caught with 80000 in a suitcase trying to catch a plane to Venezuela, I lost half my income, the tax-free half. How was I going to keep up the payments on my condo, not to mention the boat, the cottage at the lake, and the house in the suburbs? I had to go looking for a new job. Thank you for discussing the current situation at your firm so openly, Mr. Jones. Now, before we conclude, do you have any questions about the firm you'd like to ask me? Yes, Miss Tabner, I do have some questions. You sure do. First and foremost, what financial controls do you have in place, and how soon can I spec them all out? Why do you want to know? I just lost my job because my glazed donut of a boss didn't even notice a massive embezzlement scheme. And you wonder why I want to know what controls you have in place? You're as dense as my aunt's fruitcake. Thank you for your time, Mr. Jones. We expect to make a decision by the end of the week. But I've got more questions. I'm sorry, but we're out of time. Suddenly. Come on. I need a new job, and you know you need me. We'll keep your resume on file. You're not going to hire me, are you? Let me show you out, Mr. Jones. What'd I tell you? People get jealous of my exceptional mind. I tried the six biggest firms at Eugeopolis, and they all tried to make me miserable. Well, I didn't want to work for them anyway. If they weren't smart enough to hire me, I knew opportunities would present themselves. Hmm. Drunk of that car looks open. Hmm. Tape deck, iPod, not much, but it's something. Okay, now let's just blow through the back seat nice and quick before anybody sees. There. as soon as that takes some initiative to make some money, he shows up to punish me. You know. The protector of Heogopolis. What's wrong with you? Haven't you ever heard of Uber Dude? All right, criminal. Just what do you think you're doing in this car? Uh, hi, Uber Dude. You got it all wrong. This is my car. Your car? Where are the keys? I, um, forgot them at home. Yeah. You can't fool me. Using my Uber vision, I saw you burrow from the trunk into the passenger compartment of that car. Burrow? Now, you got it all wrong, dude. The door handles don't work. Nope. You're a criminal burrower. I can't believe this. You're Uber Dude, protector of all Hugeopolis. Don't you have anything better to do? Matter of fact, I do. There's trouble across town. I'll let the police deal with you. You're letting me go? That's stupid. What kind of example does that set? Lives are at stake. You do the math. Wow. I can't believe you let me go. He may have Uber hearing and Uber heat vision, but I've got the tape deck and the iPod. What a Dale croissant. Uber Dud is more like it.
When I got home, I did the math. In fact, I did a lot more than the math. I tore through the newspapers that were piled up in the corner. And I made a big discovery. Look, Uber Dude defeats Robot Army, right smack dab on page one. How about Uber Dude saves planet, page one. Uber Dude saves universe, page one. What a publicity whore. Uber Dude never gets involved in a crime reported after page five. He probably gets big bucks from endorsements every time he's on the front page. And that gave me an idea. You get it, don't you? You should. I mean, once it's pointed out, it's impossible to miss. And I figured it out all on my own. Er, okay, with a little help from Uber Dude. But mostly, almost completely, all on my own. So I set my plan into action. I moved into an abandoned warehouse, gave myself a supervillain name, and recruited a gang. Of course, they made things hard for me, but I knew how to deal with them. What about time off? You'll have plenty of time off, Davis. Minimum of three days a week. <sighs> All right, just be ready when things get sharp-edged. Yeah, Gatewood, you got a question about the terms of the contract? Hey, man, is, is the coffee free? Mm, yes, I'll provide the coffee. And not that instant ditch water, man. I mean, brewed. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the coffee pot's washed every month? I'm sorry, what? Well, you see, I, I was in this gang once, and, and, and that never washed the coffee pot, man. I mean, it was gross. You can wash it whenever you want. Oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. What about overtime pay? There's no overtime pay. Well, there are federal regulations about that, sir. Davis, regulations don't apply. This is a gang, a criminal gang. We steal things. Yeah, man, but do we do we get to keep them? Keep what? The money. Do we get to keep it? Of course we keep it. What kind of question is that? Well, it's your name, man. Gatewood's got a point. Sounds like we don't keep the money. What are you croutons talking about? The borrower? We don't get to keep it? No, not borrower. I'm the burrower. Burrower. Well, what kind of name is that? Hey. Uber Dude gave me that name. Uber Dude? That guy drove my old gang out of Hugeopolis. Yeah, mine too, man. I don't want to have anything to do with that freak. He punched my old boss through a wall. I gotta get medical and dental plans if that guy's involved. It's the Uber Heat Vision that skeeves me out, man. I mean, he could just, like, boil the coffee in your belly, man. It's gross. Shut up. I know how to handle Uber Dude. I got away from him once and I can do it again. Whoa! You sure? I've got it all worked out. Now, which one of you knows how to blow up a bridge? Don't you mean conveyor belt? Right. Use that code from now on. I hung out near a high-end jewelry shop for a couple weeks until I found what I wanted. Some guy leaving the shop with a custom jewelry case. He left in an Escalade, so I followed him up to this fancy residential neighborhood. He parked his car and walked up to one of the fancy houses. He didn't have the jewelry case with him. What a donut hole. He trusted his neighbors not to break into his car and steal it. Yeah, man? I've got an opportunity here. When's the next egg carton? There's an egg carton crossing the 
conveyor belt in three minutes. Initiate mayhem sequence now. Okay, man. Done. Time for work. I brought my baseball bat just in case I got a chance like this one. The jewelry case was sitting on the seat. I checked it out. Ka-ching. It was bigger than I'd hoped for. For a minute, I was worried it might even be too much. Then I remembered the work my gang was doing. That's when I heard Uber Dude swooping down out of the sky. Surrender, criminal! Uber Dude is here! Hey, Uber Dude! Before I surrender, why don't you turn off the alarm? I wouldn't want your Uber hearing to be damaged. If this is a trick... No trick, you caught me fair and square. It is pretty annoying. Yeah, that's better, isn't it? Yes. Why don't you try to escape? I figure it like this. Hugeopolis is, well, huge. There's probably lots of other scary stuff going down right this very minute. That makes you a really, really busy Uber dude. Now this... I figure this is worth about two million or so. But there are disasters and bigger crimes right now that are more important. Say... You sure your hearing's okay? Yes, it's fine. I've gotta go. I know, you don't want to keep the photographers waiting. What? what do you mean? So go, you don't want to miss a chance to get on the front page. Probably some big disaster. Yes, lives are at stake. Lives at stake. Imagine that. Do you really need me to connect the dots? All right. Uberdo made the front page, of course. But I got away with the necklace, fenced it, got a couple hundred thousand for it. Then I met the gang back at the hideout. You got any threes? Go fish. Aww. Hey, man. Do you think he's going to show? Sure. He's bringing us gifts. Not practical gifts like sweaters and socks, but toys and stuff like cap guns and radio-controlled cars and comic books. Come on, you didn't think I was going to the meetup, did you? I did the planning. I grabbed the necklace. I dealt with the pastry and tights. All they did was plan the explosives and push a button. Why should they get any of the money? Man, I knew you were going to get to keep the money. Next time I see that slimy borrower. Yeah, me too, man. He'll wish he kept up the premiums on the medical and dental plans. Did I make that simple enough for you, Cupcake? Obviously, I can't mention where I am now. But my money goes farther here. And when it runs out, well, I know where Uber Dude works, I know how to deal with him, and I've got a gang waiting for me. You do the math. So, evil is good? And good is... Good is... Bad at, uh, doing his job? Um, I'm confused. The next person to speak out of turn will have a... 50-page essay on top of their homework tonight. Now, take note of the intricacies of subtle design of evil in Barbershop Trio. Thank you, Mr. Harper. Come again. 
There goes one nice guy. He sure is. He gave me a really good tip, too. Ben Harper is a generous man. You know, I never knew that he had served in the military, Mr. Morganelli. Did he? Yeah, he, he's got a small metal plate in his head. It must be from a war injury. Could be. Your next customer is waiting, Jason. All set for you, Mr. Chambers. I'm telling you, Pam, it was strange. Both Mr. Harper and Mr. Chambers had these small, circular metal plates in their heads. Two customers in one day. What's strange about that? I've cut their hair before, and I never noticed it on either one of them. Are both of these guys older gents? Well, yeah. Maybe they were in Korea. Or Vietnam. Do they have to have served in the military? Well, what else would explain the plates? Well... Maybe an accident or a birth defect. I don't think that such a thing has to only be for injured vets. Yeah, I guess you're right. Of course I am, love. Now get some sleep. Almost done, Mr. Russell. Another couple of minutes. Don't get it too short, kid. I don't have much left. <laughs> oh, don't worry, sir. You have a good head of hair. That's enough. But but I'm not done yet, sir. Oh, yes, you are. If you'll just sit back down, sir, I can... Did you hear that, Jason? Hear what? That tiny ding as your clippers hit something metal. I, I didn't hear... Get him. <laughs> Get comfortable. You're not getting out of that chair until I say so. Let me go! Russell, the door. We're locked in. How how did you do that? It's an easy trick. One of us. What? One of you? Since you are so curious about these metal plates we all have in our heads, I thought we'd let you in on our secrets. You, you too, Mr. Morganelli? Yes. The plates cover some very special guests. Mine is named Porstro. Mine is called Freeb. All of us have our own. Your own what? You'll see. Bring the container. What is that thing? Show some respect. That thing, as you so rudely put it, is a native of the planet of Venus. <laughs> You're joking. It's a gag. His name is Hooklot. He will soon be a part of you, and no one will ever notice a difference. You will enjoy sharing your body with your new host. No, I won't. Hooklot will take over near total control of your being. As you become a spectator, watching your body do things you will not condone. Let me go, please. I, I won't tell anyone. Pam and I will move far, far away from here. We can't take that chance. It might upset our plan. What plan? World domination, of course. Isn't that what aliens always want with your planet? <laughs> you will enjoy being part of Venusian. 
Now, of course, you will need haircuts more frequently. For some reason, the meshing of Earthling and Venusian DNA makes the hair follicles grow at a greatly accelerated rate. It wouldn't do to have very long hair, especially with the majority of our number being human senior citizens. It would make us stand out from the crowd and make the Earthlings suspicious. We prefer to operate. In anonymity. <laughs> Please, Mr. Morganelli, no! He that you knew as Antonio Please. Morganelli is as good as gone. As I have already let mentioned, me, let me go. my Venusian name is Porcelain. Let me go! Let's begin. <laughs> Get that piece of skull out of the way, Freeb. With pleasure. Look. Look at the human brain. So lonely. But not for long. And the meshing begins. How I envy you, Jason. I remember my time. Oh. The joy. It seems like so long ago that I stumbled upon the Venusian craft behind this shop. I'll insert his metal plate. Please do. Once the meshing is complete and Hooklot is in charge of this human, we can get back to planning what we came here for. bad lectures before, but this... That that doesn't make any sense. I told you. They're trying to get in our heads. Guards! Find the infiltrator. And bring me that girl. Dang it, they're onto you. Get out of there. Now! I'm working on it. 50 feet. 40. 30. Caesar, they're right around the corner. Get out! Over here. He's alive but unconscious. He was hit with a tranquilizer dart. Quick, that way. Get moving! Until next time, class dismissed. Featuring the voice talents of Kristen Bays as the instructor, Peter Catt as Dr. Jones, Bernadette Groves as Dr. Smith, H. Keith Lyons as Klaus von Schmetterfield, M. Sierra Garcia as Justine, Harry Whittle as Student 33, Anna Rodriguez as Student 45, Keith Donovan as Mark 1, Chris Canary as Caesar, Richard Casto as Guard 1, Colin Kelly as Guard 2, and Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as Guard 3. In The Burrower, Jack Kalk as Frank Jones, Deborah Adams as Susan, Andrea Fontenot as Mrs. Taverner, Richard Casto as Davis, Patrick Lewis as Gatewood, and Mike Winters as the Uber Dude. Written by Perry Whittle. In Barbershop Trio, Mark Zaracor as Jason, H. Keith Lyons as Morganelli, Lynn Cullen as Pam, and Richard Casto as Russell. Written by Mike Murphy.
Directed by Jeffrey Bridges and Bruce Busby. Assistant Director Colin Kelly. Written and edited by Bernadette Groves. Music by Kevin McLeod and Butt Crevice Garage. Seminar theme by David Alexander McDonald. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2011. Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2011. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.